Yeah, Al McCoy joins us every Wednesday to talk Suns basketball. And we've got a lot to talk about from last night's game. And uh, Al joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Al. How are you? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, quite a basketball game last night, but an impressive win for the Suns. No question about it. Yeah, and, and not only last night, and we'll focus on that one, but the last two games, Al, with the Suns in Los Angeles on Sunday night, taking down the Clippers, who are a very, very popular pick to win it all, and then coming back at home and, and beating a, a Warriors team, a defending champion Warriors team with all their big guys in the lineup. I mean, th- those are two early season statements, by the Suns. No question about it. And I, I want to mention this because uh, I want to get it in. Um, we can look at all of the numbers last night, and you certainly have touched on them. Uh, your two centers, what did they do? Well, D.A. had a double-double. Uh, Landale comes in, celebrates his birthday with 17 points and 7 rebounds. We were all concerned about Chris Paul's shooting. CP had 16 points, 9 assists. He had 4 three-pointers and 5 tries. And oh yes, Devin Booker, who was hounded by Clay Thompson, only scored 34. But the point <laughs> I wanted to make, in the third quarter... Uh, the Warriors went into their thing that they usually do to disrupt teams. Mm-hmm. They were grabbing and holding and knocking down and going nose to nose with referees and complaining and shouting. And you know what? The Suns just got back on their heels and watched them, kept their poise, and destroyed them. And that, to me was one of the biggest things about the victory last night for the Suns. Al, you just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I love it. Um, when you take a look at this, look at Devin Booker for a moment here because Monty Williams said this guy's playing about uh, as good of a well all-around game as you're going to find in the NBA. You've seen a lot of great players in your time. You've seen a lot of basketball. Is he is he getting up and up and up that to the top of that ladder? Well, I don't think there's any question about it. And I have to mention, as you know, the Suns are kind of celebrating that team back in the 90s. And KJ, Kevin Johnson, was at the game last night. And, of course, as you know, one of the all-time great point guards of the Suns back in the 90s. And I watched KJ. And you know what? He had his eye on Booker. And I can't tell you how many times Kevin Johnson jumped up with his uh, arm in the air and applauded the play of Booker. And I think that says quite a bit. Yeah, we're talking with Al McCoy, as we do every uh, Wednesday here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Let's focus more on Devin Booker. And and I touched on what you just brought up, too, uh, Al, about, you know, the Suns maintaining composure. And I think that was a big key to the game. But I think we're at the point now where where that process starts with with Devin Booker. Uh, If he is setting the example for this team, I think others are going to follow. And look, it sounds silly to say something like this through four games of the season. But if there was a four game MVP in the NBA, we'd probably be giving it to Devin Booker. Or at least he'd be in the conversation because, again, he's elevated his game to a different level. It's amazing to watch. Well, there's no question about it. And when you look at uh, at Steph Curry, he had 21 last night. Uh, He had four three-pointers. But he was never a factor in the the game. And uh, uh, Booker is just playing with so much confidence right now in all phases of the game. He's scoring. He's defending. He's uh, getting some big rebounds. And he's right on top of his game. And we certainly don't want to not mention how the second unit, I never called them the subs, the second unit has come in in the last few games, last couple of games particularly, 
and really found their spot. Uh, we talked about Jock Landale, and I couldn't uh, help but be uh, even a little surprised that my friends that are the broadcasters for the Warriors after the game just saying, boy, what a pickup that guy is. He just knows where to be on the floor and what to do, what he is going to contribute, and, and that certainly is true. But that bench, Torrey Craig, Cameron Payne, Landale, Shamit, Lee, all have seemed to have found their way mm-hmm. and have been able to really contribute, and that's huge. Yeah, I really hope it lasts because that, to me, seemed to be one of the weaknesses of this team going into the year. What does it say to you that 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 Devin Booker was able to get into Clay Thompson's head the way he did last night? Well, because he was so effective on both ends of the court, the way he was able to score from outside, the way he was able to get that quick look to drive the ball to the hoop, every phase of his game, Devin Booker, was just seeming to mystify Clay Thompson. And uh, even though he tried grabbing and holding and doing everything else he could do, he could have been thrown out of the game earlier. In fact, uh, we mentioned on the broadcast much earlier, the way Thompson is uh, being allowed to play defensively, he should be thrown out. Finally, he was. But uh, I I think just the fact that uh, uh, D. Book is just so on top of his complete game, um, he's maybe handling the ball a little bit more, uh, which Coach Monty Williams wants to happen, and that seems to be working A-OK. But it's just uh, really amazing. And, you know, we talked about it so much over the last two weeks that, uh, we had some concern because the Suns didn't really get that quality playing time in preseason. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned about it. I thought, how are they going to come out to start the season when they really haven't played together? The second unit hasn't played together. But I'll tell you what, they've surprised a lot of people, including me. The legendary voice of the Phoenix Suns, Al McCoy, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Going into this season, obviously, Cam Johnson's uh, increased workload. Now, moving into the starting lineup was talked about a lot. More responsibility for him. Uh, and he's been, uh, for lack of a better term, Al, he's been roughed up. He took another tough shot last night. He's he's had to deal with a lot of physical play, but he's persevered through it. He's been in there every game. The, the offensive numbers aren't what they are, but what, what have you seen early on this? season from from this version of Cam Johnson? Well, I think you've hit on it because the opposition knows you've got to play Cam Johnson physically. Now they're doing that, and he's going to have to learn to respond, and uh, it's going to take some time. I think the way he's being utilized by Coach Monty Williams is good, pulling him out, letting him get a little time with that second unit, maybe to get a little more confidence in his shooting, but it's going to be a little bit of a project. The plus has been that Torrey Craig has been able to come in and get his 10 or 12 minutes and be uh, competitive mm-hmm. and, and play well. But Cam Johnson is going to be a little bit of a project, and I think we all knew that going in. Why do you think Jock Landale is such a good fit? Because you're right, offensively, the offense goes through him very f- seamlessly and fluidly, and he can step out and stretch the D a little bit. Tell us about that fit from your eyes. Well, I think a couple of things. I think the fact that he has had some quality professional playing time in Europe, we know that. He came up in Australia uh, learning how to play the game correctly. And then he had some time in San Antonio. Maybe we have to give uh, Popovich a little credit. And I mentioned, I think, last week when we talked about him, that when I saw him with San Antonio against the Suns last year, I said, you know, this guy has some ability. Uh, He knows where to be on the floor as a center. He also can hit the three. We don't want to overlook that. 
and he did that last night. So I think uh, uh, the learning process for him has been correct, and I think now, really for the first time, he's getting an opportunity to show that, and he plays with a lot of confidence, and we had uh, a jock on our postgame show last night, and he just reiterated the relationship that he has with DeAndre Ayton, how these guys work together, practice together, play together, respond to one another. And, boy, that, that's, that's great. When you have two centers that uh, have that confidence in one another, it's a tremendous plus. I don't know if you heard what D.A. said after the game, but he couldn't believe Draymond Green pulled that dirty trick and tried to pull him down on top of him. That's, that's amazing that the Warriors felt compelled to go there that early in the season in a basketball game. Well, that's uh, that's what that guy does, Draymond Green. And as I said, to me, the way they came out and played in the third quarter with those tactics and the Suns just kept their poise really meant a lot to me. It meant a lot of maturity for this Phoenix Suns basketball team right now that they need. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to listen to your calls this yeah, morning, Al, call, and Al. Always good to talk to you. We'll do it again next week. What do you say? And it's the start of a home stand, so uh, six games in a row here at home should be fun. Yes, should be. We'll talk to you next week, Al. Thank you so much.